Is that like a delivery issue? Megan Woods can probably answer that one for us. She is with us along with Mark Mitchell. Morning to both of you. <laughs> morning, morning, Mike. Morning, morning, morning Mike. Morning. That's a great start, Mike. No, it's not bad. Eh? I, I, I'm, I'm good every now and again. Now, listen, Megan, it is only Wednesday morning. Would you concede in part anyway that you're not having the best of week, not you personally, but the government? We've got the cost of living problem. We've got the triple CFA meddling and we've got the Shortland Street scandal. You got any others to add to it? <laughs> I actually think it is a great week. Let's oh. just step back, take a deep breath, and and look at what's happening. What's the and highlight? For an, an, well, the highlight is actually that there are over a million New Zealanders that have support in their bank accounts to to meet the increased costs that they're facing. One point three million. We have to one point three million. That's exactly right. And there will and more of those will get processed. And IRD is continuing Good. to process applications every day. Are you getting letters so from people who have not lived in the country for many years? thanking you for your largesse? No, and look, I think if I did, what I would do, Mike, and what I would hope the opposition are doing, that anyone who is uh, who is um, feeling upset that they shouldn't shouldn't have it, they can update their their address on the IRD website, so they therefore wouldn't be eligible, and then they could, and of course can pay it back. So I would like to hear from Mark whether the opposition are giving all that information to these people that are writing in so upset about receiving the payment, giving them good instruction of how to refund it to IRD. How would you have handled it, Mark? Well, I mean, the, the first thing is that, yes, of course, you'd like to think that anyone that gets the payment that's not eligible should return it, but they probably find that a real nuisance in their busy lives that because of this government's incompetence, they actually haven't even taken those steps. The reality of it is this, Mike. IRD said to the government, we're not set up and we're not prepared to be able to deliver this. And the government turned around and said, well, do it anyway. And, uh, and so now we're in this situation where... People overseas are receiving taxpayers' money. It's meant to be directed. But, to but, but, but tell me, it. would you one? Would you one as a government? Would you one have had a cost of living payment? Do you think it's a good idea? Two, how would you have enacted it, and would it have been different from what they've done? I, well, I, I think there's massive issues around trying to actually enact it. But no, we've been really clear from the start that we would give tax breaks, um, and we'd put uh, money back in people's tax pockets that way. And we think that would be far more effective. And Megan said over a million people. We were told that over 2.1 million people would actually be receiving the payment. I think that you can see it's it's a shambles already. Um, Hopefully they can fix it, and actually the the money ends up with the people that need it. Talk to me, Megan, about nurses on Shortland Street. Yesterday I was nonplussed about it because Andrew Little said there's no money involved, and yet he he misled us on that. There is money involved. You're now contracting the publicly owned arm of your media outlet to spruik a government message on television. (laughs) Uh, look, I think everybody knows that what we need to be doing is, is recruiting more young people into nursing. I don't think no, anybody um, is going to argue with that. And actually, since we've come into government, there's about a 1,000 more people in nursing training than in 2017. So that through, over the five years that we've been in government, we have been actively recruiting. That The Shortland Street is part of a package that a marketing company has been contracted to do. There's YouTube, there's TikTok, there's a whole lot of social media stuff. That is one element um, of what they are doing. So I think we can't just look at that in isolation. But Mike, I, I am going to seek your permission just to return to a couple of things that Mark said there. Which Can I, just before you up. do, just, just before I forget, because my memory is worse than yours, you say TikTok. Why are you insisting on spending public money on TikTok when it's owned by the Chinese government and they farm all the information for their own purposes? Look, Twitter, Instagram, 
social not media Chinese platforms where young people, no, it's social media platforms where young people are. Um, when young people download apps, social media apps to their phone, uh, they're not concerned about who owns it. Well, they, sh- well, they should be, and you should be not, on their behalf. No, no, and you, you as an no, MP mate, have been told not to use TikTok, and yet no, you're using our money now to advertise. We've been told not to use sensitive information on it, and that's just prudent. And as MPs, there's a whole lot of um, apps that we have to be really careful. We have to be careful about what email apps we use and which ones, that, what, where we're using sensitive information. Right. But look, the fact of the matter is, is we're going to recruit people into nursing, that we have to go where they are. They're on social media, and I think we need to... Well, to then advertise on Shortland Street or advertise on social media, but, but surreptitiously pretending to go through a television program in a company you own to get a message out, where does that start and stop? Well, uh, this When does Chris Warner suddenly go, company. actually, I love Jacinda Ardern, <laughs> I think I'm going to vote for her this election? Mike, I think what this comes down to, you're gagging for a cameo, aren't you? You want to be the one on there doing it. I'll, I'll tell you about that one day. Mark, would you or should we drop the vaccine mandates now for people like health? Yeah, I think we, we should. We've said that we should drop the mandates. Um, Medical workers can do a rat test before they get to work, um, and obviously if they're positive, they stay home. If they're not, then they can be there actually caring for the patients. But I'm sorry, I've got to come back to the Shortland Street thing. I can't let that go. Uh, When when, uh, Andrew announced that, um, I thought that his social media accounts had been hacked, or it was a parody account saying (laughs) that they're going to use Shortland Street to do recruiting. But there is a serious side to this, and that is the fact that he tried running a recruiting campaign this year. He spent 415000 taxpayers' dollars and recruited three critical care nurses. So we are way behind Four the $415,000? Yep. Where? And they, and they, well, obviously, the campaign was probably overseas, trying to attract nurses um, from overseas. And, and uh, so basically three critical care nurses, that equals $138,333. That comes uh, to a demand problem. I, I know that Megan is dying to look back uh, on my comments, like she always does, um, around the IRD not wanting to roll this out. But the fact of the matter is, Megan, the IRD did advise David Parker that they weren't equipped and they weren't the right people. That to is true. Just let out. me get you, Megan, quickly on the vaccine mandates. Your government is looking at these mandates and isolation times and stuff like that, aren't they, currently? Yeah, so it's reviewing it. I think that everybody, um, I think even people that um, have been somewhat ambivalent about mandates have seen the, the the need and the worth of them in the health sector. It's time to but finish it, really important. Well, the important thing is actually the evidence tells us about that in terms of transmission, about whether or not it is actually doing a job there, and that's exactly what these reviews do. It's got to be evidence-based. These should not be political decisions. They've got to be based on When on is the next evidence. announcement of a review? Look, sorry, Mark, I don't have that date, but um, you know that we do reviews. That it's it's a constant process of us reviewing all the settings. But we'll, we'll be happy to come back. But isn't to one of the ironies that. about that is that you could, in fact, get hundreds of nurses or medical staff back into the hospital system tomorrow if you, in fact, six hundred and something if you drop the mandates. Yeah, but what we have to be absolutely certain of is that by bringing those nurses back in, that we're not increasing transmission in our hospitals, where we already have some of our sickest people who will have... But you'll already know that or you won't, won't you? I mean, we're two years into this. 
Well, no, actually, the scientific um, evidence is constantly being reviewed. We've got different variants. How are they behaving? The other thing that we could do is actually knock out a whole lot more of the workforce, and that so it could be counterproductive. We've okay. got to make sure that what we're doing is actually what we intend it to do. But just back to Mark. You're loop away. Back to you. <laughs> loop away. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Mike. You're always a gentleman. Um, look, one of the things that Mark's saying, look, would do a tax cut. Look, that would be $2 a week. Um, for oh, the people that we're talking about. That is not, not, that is absolutely, absolutely. We're talking, for the people on the lowest incomes, we're talking $2 a week. We're talking for people on the highest incomes, like members of parliaments, leaders of the opposition. So, so sorry, you're saying to spend the $800 million, So a tax cut for $800 million, and that's what you get, is what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is National's proposed tax cuts would okay. deliver $2 a week. The other alternative, the advice that David Parker got was that actually that um, if we put in place an application system for the 2.1 million people, it would cost a huge amount of money and it would slow things down. When you're actually looking to address issues like this, like it was with the... the, the Which is poor policy. Employers, no, with the release for employers policy, during Megan. the COVID lockdown... Speed is actually really critical. Is this? It would have Why? cost more. There's been a cost of living crisis for months and there will be for the rest of the year. Why wouldn't you have an application form if you really need it? You apply and then you get it. That, and yes, it's slower, the obviously. Why, right. There's a good reason, Mike. There's a good reason why you don't have an application process. It would have cost more to roll out um, than potentially people erroneously receiving the payment. And David Parker's gone through those numbers. So you've gone through the worst. Of, well, always, see, David said to me, he didn't know, and then later in the day he said 1%. So is it 1% or yeah. he doesn't know? Yeah. So that's the modelling that IRDs come back to him. He thinks it's it's 1%. So the people that have received it are people who haven't updated their their address with IRD but have um, received income in New Zealand. And most of that would be resident withholding tax income, so interest on mm. money that they've got in the bank. Mike, so that Mike, there is go, a go, group Mike. of people Mike, you, doing that. Mike, okay. if you want an example of terrible public policy, have a look at this right now. The government's just done It's a matter of picking the worst outcome, uh, picking the best outcome of two bad outcomes. That's the reality of it, is that they didn't want to spend money on actually making sure that um, the people were getting the right money because they, it was going to cost them money. And so they went for the least worst outcome, which just means people are getting money that shouldn't be getting it. So it's a terrible public policy. All right. Nice to catch up with you, Mark Mitchell, Megan Woods. Didn't even have time for Kainga Aura and the business of the, um, the Ferncliffe Farms. That's how busy things are at the moment.